0: Uh, David, uh, Nancy came up to me the other day and she said, are you even listening to what I'm saying? And I thought to myself, well, that's a weird way to start a conversation. <laughs> <laughs> that's not a bad one. Thank you. <laughs> she, she also, um, she said the other day, she goes, yeah, you know, how you, people say you learn something new every day. Mm-hmm. She said, for example, my husband, Nathan, learns every Tuesday he's got to pick up our son Riley from track. <laughs> 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 I literally forget like what the pickup times are every single time i'm texting (laughs) like what time is pickup that's Mm -hmm. hilarious nice well i see you're doing really well at at fathering yeah i'm working on it (laughs) welcome to mistakes dads make i'm nathan hart and i'm david borden and this is a podcast with honest conversations about fatherhood including mistakes that dads make and how to redeem them we're glad you've joined us well welcome everybody to mistakes dads make Uh, before we go any further we want to mention if you're listening to this podcast the way you normally listen to it, you're probably only hearing the audio. Well, we have a really great announcement to give today, which is that we now are present on YouTube. We're videotaping our recordings of our podcast. You can find us on YouTube and uh, you can watch, you can see our beautiful, handsome faces there. I knew that you were really missing out. Yeah, so, we're yeah. just giving you more of us. We're just you know, trying to satisfy the demands of our audience.
1: You get to see one of the most stable things
0: in my life Nathan's hair, it never changes, so. (laughs) I'm consistent, you know. (laughs) Well, we're not here to talk about how good we look. We're here to talk about our topic, Mistakes Dads Make. Yeah. And um, so I thought maybe we could, you know, it's been a little while since we recorded. Mm -hmm. But why don't we start with you? You have any mistakes recently or aspects of fatherhood that you want to bring out there into the open and confess?
1: Yeah, of course. Um, I have many mistakes since we've last met together. Um, But the biggest one, I think, has to do with the stage of development that we're in in Samuel's life. He's becoming autonomous. Oh, boy. I know, scary word, right? Uh, in other he's, words, he's
0: he's making his own choices.
1: He's making his own choices, yes, very clearly and deliberately. And uh, he's pretty bold about his choices. He makes it known really clearly what he wants and what he doesn't want, mm-hmm. even though he can't talk, really, still. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for me— That's actually caused a few different emotional responses that I've noticed in myself over the past few months. As he's transitioned from infancy into becoming a toddler, I've found myself getting way more emotional in his actions. Mm -hmm. And I've realized something that as he's becoming more autonomous, I feel disrespected. I don't know if you ever felt that with toddlers well, in your home. Do you home? mean
0: like he makes a choice that you wouldn't make or that you told him not to make? Yes. Yeah. There you go. And that makes the, you feel disrespected.
1: 100%. Yeah. Like, for example, uh, for months, we would sit him down in the high chair and he would sit there all happily. And I would walk over before he ate. And they have this this new invention. I don't know if they had these when your kids were little, but... Uh, he wears a bib
0: mm-hmm. and that the catches bib the, catches the yeah, food, yeah, yeah.
1: right? Yeah. So not only does it keep the child clean, but it yeah. actually saves money. Mm-hmm. Something that you really enjoy. I know. I
0: and so let me guess, he rejects the bib.
1: <laughs> One day mm-hmm. out of the blue, he decided to tear it off mm-hmm. no more and bib. to never put it on again. <laughs> and that's just a small example right. of a multitude of ways that he started to become more autonomous, to become his own person. Right. And it's weird because intellectually. I know that this is a really important stage of development. Stage appropriate. But emotionally, it's not easy for Mm -hmm. me to handle. I notice my level of response to his autonomy, Mm -hmm. uh, my level of offense and response is not equal to what he's doing.
0: So taking off the bib is not a big deal, but Mm -hmm. you're like, I feel disrespected. (laughs) I make
1: it way too big of a deal. Mm -hmm. And what it's been really convicting for me is that Rachel is way more I've noticed, you know, you know, I married up. I married oh, very yeah. well, yeah. Uh, way out of my league. And um, she's much more patient and understanding than I am. And I'm like, I'm the pastor here, right? Like, I should be the one that's super patient, right? This is like what I get paid for.
0: But what I find... She doesn't have the disrespect trigger. She right? doesn't. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So I don't know if you have any words of wisdom for me on that. I mean, you no went word. through the toddler stage years ago, so I know mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a
0: little ways... Uh, behind you. Now it's all autonomous choices. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's what I have to look forward to. (laughs) Now, the word that's coming into my mind is control. Mm -hmm. You know, I think, I, I think we've talked about this before, but I don't really have the disrespect trigger. Mm -hmm. That's just not necessarily how I'm made up. But what I do have, if I have a sin pattern, it's control. And Mm -hmm. if somebody's making a decision that I wouldn't want them to make, um, I sort of mourn not being in control anymore.
1: Mm -hmm. And I have to
0: get over that. So Mm -hmm. that would probably be my, Motive for having an emotional reaction mm-hmm. to something the kids do that I wouldn't choose is like, you know, I don't have control over them anymore, and mm-hmm. that's that's obviously that's a totally fleshly thing. That's not from God. Mm-hmm. God doesn't want us to be in control of everyone else's lives. Obviously, as parents, you have to exert a lot of control as they're mm-hmm. growing up. But yeah, so it's a little different for me, I guess. But um, so what? What do you think? What are you going to do about this? Because you're mm-hmm. noticing it in you. And as you just said a minute ago, intellectually, you know, mm-hmm. he's go- he should be becoming autonomous. Mm-hmm. This is a really good thing for your son. It means he's growing, he's maturing, he's, he's his own person that God made him to be. Mm-hmm. So you know that that's good, but it's triggering this thing in you. So what's mm-hmm. your what's your plan? How are you going <laughs> to navigate this?
1: <laughs> well, this is part of my plan right now, externalizing it with you. Yeah. Um, I think part of it is trying to take a step back and really verbalize it with Rachel, too. Like, Rachel, I've noticed that I'm, like, getting way more frustrated than I ever expected to be. You know, I never expect like, I'm not like a super uh, angry person. I don't find myself getting super angry all the time, but I find this anger welling up in me Hmm. and it's weird, you know, and I don't want to be that dad that is always trying to, to micromanage and impose his will on his child. So I think part of it is just externalizing it and part of it is reminding myself that this is an incredibly important stage of development in any person's life, right? This is just natural, right? My child needs to differentiate himself from me Mm -hmm. and I need to be okay Mm -hmm. with that. So I think it's a little bit of maybe grieving, honestly, that infancy Mm -hmm. stage Mm -hmm. where he was just kind of like happy go lucky. And he kind of did everything I wanted him to do. Mm -hmm. Like that's done. And I need to be okay with that being done. Mm -hmm. And I get the sense that as I, prepare for future parenting challenges, there's going to be more grieving than I expected there to be. Mm -hmm. Because our relationship Mm -hmm. is always going to be in flux. It's always going to change. It's not going to be the same. And that's Mm -hmm. good. It shouldn't be the same. And so that's just a few um, things
0: that I think will be helpful. I think that's good. I would encourage you to also think about the thing under the thing. Mm -hmm. Like what is it in you Mm -hmm. that desires respect? Mm -hmm. You know, where's that coming from? Mm-hmm. You know, were you, did you feel respected when you were growing up? Because mm-hmm. what I'm learning, too, is now that my kids are much older, like especially with my relationship with my son, Riley, he's been indicating to me that he really wants me to respect him. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Some, some of his autonomous choices. Yeah. And when he senses that I, it's almost like I've treated him from the previous stage. Like mm-hmm. recently he made a big purchase. Mm-hmm. He bought a new drone. Very expensive. Nice. Yeah. He's going on spring break with his classmates And I said, hey, buddy, you're not bringing that to Florida. Mm. Uh, And he said, why not? And I said, well, as you just bought it. It's expensive. You could break it in the suitcase. And he was like, daddy, it's my drone. I bought it. Mm -hmm. If I want to bring it to Florida, it's my responsibility. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, you're right. And we had this interesting conversation where he indicated to me that he didn't feel respected. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting because he said, I actually wasn't planning to bring it to Florida Mm. for the same reasons (laughs) you warned me against. But what I didn't like is that you assumed... Mm-hmm. that you had control over the the drone that i bought. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah. that was about me for a minute but what about you um, where do you think that that respect desire comes from deep down? That's a great question. I think in the birth order,
1: right, i'm the youngest child and you know i have a brother that's 7 years older and a sister that's 5 years older and i think i always kind of took the back seat in my family. Mm-hmm. I was kind of like the happy-go-lucky, go-with-the-flow child because I kind of had to be to survive. Hmm. And so I think some of it comes from that. Is like I felt like I was unheard maybe in my childhood, and now I'm like, I need to be heard in my marriage or in my parenting. So it's definitely not from a healthy place. I think it's definitely partly rooted in that Mm -hmm. for sure. Hmm. Um, Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, the thing under the thing, that's a good reminder. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, because if you can identify what that is, it doesn't make it go away, but at least you can say, oh, okay. The reason I, I got angry just then mm-hmm. is because I didn't feel heard when I was a kid. You know, something mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. You want to be heard by your son
1: yeah. now. Yeah, mm. that's a great point. Well, that's one of, uh, one of my mistakes, mm-hmm. most recent mistakes. What, what about you?
0: I, ha- I have a very specific one. It's a moment in time <laughs> that I regret <laughs> the uh, Yeah, as I reflected on what to share for this episode. And um, so in the mornings, I bring the kids to school. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I have this pretty small sedan Mm -hmm. and my son is taller than me. He's six foot two. My daughter's growing. (laughs) She's real tall now, too. She's in seventh grade. And what that means is there's always a battle over the leg room. They, I, 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 um, outlawed shotgun, Shotguns. So nobody can call it. Nobody, whoever gets to the front seat first gets to sit there. This is my motivation for getting them in the car on time. That makes sense. So that we can leave on time. uh And I don't want them yelling shotgun and fighting over that before they even leave the house. So Mm -hmm. there's no more shotgun, but whoever gets there first. So let's say Eva's in the front seat and Riley's in the back. Well, guess, guess what? Riley's in the back. He's like, Eva, can you move your seat forward? (laughs) A very simple ask. She's so stubborn, (laughs) she won't do it. Of course not. And I'm like, even move your seat forward. That's a great way to start your day at 7 Oh, yeah. So I'm just working on my first (laughs) cup of coffee. I'm just getting the day going. And they're bickering over the leg room. She's refusing to move the seat. He starts, you know, I'm just trying to put all my shoes back here. And it becomes this whole scene, Mm -hmm. like most mornings. And I'm just like, just trying to get them to school. And it makes me super grumpy, right? And Mm -hmm. the other day, this this is why I said it's a specific... (laughs) mistake a specific sin against my own children the other day they were doing that in the in the seats and i let out this heavy sigh just staring straight ahead at the windshield and i said you guys are the worst oh yeah and as soon as it came out of my mouth it was like silent they were just silent for like the next 30 seconds as soon as it came out of my mouth i was like what Like how did I get here? (laughs) What a terrible, (laughs) what it was was shame. Mm -hmm. You know, you know the difference between guilt and shame. Guilt Mm -hmm. says you you did something wrong. Shame Mm -hmm. is you are wrong. Mm -hmm. Like I said, you guys are the worst. Mm -hmm. What a terrible phrase to say to your kids. Um, And um, yeah, I uh, so here's something interesting. I have not. What would I normally do is I go back to them. Uh-huh, if yeah. I make some kind of stupid yeah. mistake like that, I go back to them that very day or the next day and say, hey, guys. But I haven't done that yet. So maybe we can oh, workshop it right now. Yeah, okay. You know, like I, this was a couple of days ago, and I still need to follow up with them and apologize mm-hmm. for, that, for that ridiculous statement out of my mouth. But um, I, let me, I think I know how I would do it. Mm-hmm. But ha- how would you do it? Like if you had to, a middle school or a high school in your well, car. That's a great question. Um, I mean, you would have never made that mistake. You would never <laughs> say something so stupid to your kids. Probably, no. not, If you no, did. If um, you
1: did. yeah, that's a great question. I think you are pretty good. You've told me this about your own father, that your own father sat down with you multiple times yeah. and he said to you, Nathan, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I said something mm-hmm. that I really regret saying. Yeah. And he just took ownership of it and he asked for your forgiveness. Yeah, And it sounds like From your childhood, you had that modeled to you pretty well. Mm -hmm. So I think you already know the answer. It sounds probably something similar to what Jim, your dad, Mm -hmm. would have done in the past, right? Yeah. Which is sit down with Eva and Riley, maybe together or maybe separately.
0: Probably at the dinner table. Yeah.
1: And say, you know, remember the other morning? Mm -hmm. Uh, I just wanted to say, you know, I'm really sorry for what I said. I, I didn't mean that. I was yeah. just really frustrated. Will you guys forgive me mm-hmm. and just clearing the air? I'm kind of surprised you haven't done it
0: yet. Yeah, I feel I know, like I usually you're the one that tries to I mend want to do it immediately. Delay, for sure, you know, the I don't know why I haven't. But what do you think about what if I actually kind of brought them behind the curtain and even named the um, shame and guilt yeah. dynamic and say, "Hey, what I said, what, the reason I'm apologizing for is mm-hmm. it was." what we call a shame message and Mm -hmm. i don't ever want you guys to think Mm -hmm. you know to get shame messages from me it would Mm -hmm. almost kind of educate them my parents used to do that with us because they were youth leaders in our church even when we were going through youth group Mm -hmm. and they would talk i remember that was way back in like the late 80s early 90s and into the 90s and that was when that language about self-esteem remember that i was coming Mm -hmm. live then and they talked with us about self-esteem and in relationship to God and all that stuff. So I I feel like I could just even do that with my own kids to kind of honor them. Yeah. With that insider language and educate them on it as I apologize. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, that's great. Yeah. I think that would be really helpful. Yeah. Differentiating. A lot of people don't know the difference between guilt and shame. Mm -hmm. Right. And a lot of people, when they do something wrong, they think they're feeling guilt, but they're actually feeling shame. Mm -hmm. You know, so for example, You do something stupid, you say something that you regret to your wife, Nancy, you know, guilt would say, oh, I made a mistake. Whereas shame would say, I I am am a mistake. mistake, Right. Mm -hmm. And there's a huge difference, a huge difference. But I think a lot of people, they get the words and and the ideas confused.
0: Yeah. 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 That's good. I'm thinking of two things. I'm thinking of that U2 lyric mm-hmm, from uh, of course, <laughs> the I'm looking for. It said you carried the cross of my shame? Mm-hmm. I love that that not only was our guilt dealt with on the cross, but mm-hmm. our shame was as well. Yeah, and the other thing I'm thinking about is um, just the so my kids are, I think they're amazing, mm-hmm. right they, they are not the worst, which is what I spoke into the windshield mm-hmm. in, in earshot of them. They're really delightful, smart, Christ following. Mm-hmm. Um, just wonderful people. So maybe I'll include that in my mm-hmm. apology. But yeah. that's really how I feel about them.
1: Yeah, like you guys are actually fun to hang out with. Yeah. You and know? your
0: lives are on a great trajectory. <laughs> <laughs> I'm proud of you guys. I do say a lot of that mm-hmm. all the time. But yeah. Well, anything else from you that's come up in the last few minutes as we've been talking about this?
1: I mean, I'm just thinking about in that experience as you were in the car at 7 30 AM. You know, a lot of times when we say things that we regret, it's because, you know, we're feeling tired, Mm -hmm. you know, we're feeling frustrated, hungry, hungry, tired. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, especially in dealing with a toddler, a part of the daily grind is feeling all of those things. Mm -hmm. You know, for example, Samuel's been sick. So much, as you know, Mm -hmm. right. He's had like five ear infections in the past five months. Uh, he just had a stomach bug where he was throwing up like every day, multiple times a day. One time we were sitting on the couch in the house and he was laying on me, uh, of course facing me and he just started to gurgle a little bit and I was pretty quick, but I wasn't quick enough and he just sprayed all over me. It was pretty nasty. uh, But I think about, um, that feeling of exhaustion mm -hmm. and that feeling of weariness, you know, it It's an opportunity that can go two different ways. You know, one way is that you can become frustrated and angry and start blaming Mm. and saying things you don't want to say. And the other way it can go is, you know, you can say, you know, Lord, I'm exhausted and I really need you to get through this situation. Mm. And what I'm learning from parenting is that I can't
0: do it. You know, I really can't. Be strong in my weakness.
1: Yeah, I'm so exhausted. Right? Mm-hmm. He's waking up in the middle of the night. I'm trying to help Rachel. I'm trying to work for you at the church. <laughs> I'm trying to work for the army. I'm getting pulled in a million directions. And the truth is I can't do it, you know. But I know God can. And he can give me his power to do so. Mm-hmm. And I think I'm learning more and more to rely on the Lord and not on myself. That's good. Uh, in that state of exhaustion. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. That's really good. Because if you think about it, only the only kind of real true unconditional love Mm -hmm. and discipline that we're ever going to give our kids is going to have to come from our good and perfect heavenly Mm -hmm. father anyway. Mm -hmm. So more prayer sort of is the answer. And that's the takeaway Mm -hmm. of today's episode, I guess. pray for more. What's that country song? Uh, A little more like Jesus, a little less like me. (laughs) Yeah, that's a good word.
1: Yeah, I've heard it. so good.
0: (laughs) Yeah, maybe we can conclude on that note. Yeah. And we can be praying that for ourselves and for each other. Mm -hmm. That we'd be um, sustained by and fueled by the love of Christ for our kids. Amen, yeah. Great. Thank you for listening to Mistakes Dads Make. Please take a moment and rate this podcast wherever you found it and share it with a friend. We'll see you next time.